Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the On Call Empath. Um, this is a very serious episode, and I know a lot of people do struggle with addiction, especially binge eating and food. I decided to reach out to uh, Rashonda Yates. She's actually uh, going to tell her story about how she lost 60 pounds without dieting, as she tells how she rediscovered herself now enjoying food and being healthy. If you have ever had a struggle with food or addiction, this is definitely a episode you want to tune into. Let's get started. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Welcome, everybody, to the On Call Empath. I have a special guest today, Rashonda Yates. Rashonda, you have an amazing story, and I'm so glad you're here to share it with all my audience. Um, you know, food addiction is a real, real thing, and uh, a lot of people are going through it. And uh, you've been on both sides, and now you've come out of it, and you're ready to help other people. You're a coach and an inspiration. So, with that said, please tell me a little bit about your story, and if you can explain to the audience uh, a little bit about you. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me on. Um, and I'm just, you know, I relate to what you said. Um, I definitely have had my struggles with food. Um, I struggled with my food, with my body image, um, all my life, my weight went up and down for most of my life, I should say, not all my life. And, you know, my struggle got to the point where I got into binge eating, repeated um, chronic binge eating. Um, I would classify it even as an addictive behavior. It was something that I really felt powerless over and helpless to change at a certain point in my life. And all that changed when I, back in 2015, I made a decision that, you know, it just had to stop and I just needed to do things differently. And I decided that, um, you know, if I was going to lose weight, I was going to have to learn how to eat healthy, you know. Um, And so I started doing things differently from then on. Sure. Um, I know for myself, I use food as a coping mechanism. Um, Can you explain how you used food to numb yourself and... To kind of cope with uh, your daily challenges? I, at one point, I'll tell you some of this, the crazy stuff that I did, um, really insane things that I did using food. Um, I have actually eaten out of the trash. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, being at home alone. That was a big trigger for me. You know, my husband's gone and it's the evening time and evening times were a big trigger as well. So time of day, circumstance, and just feeling very tired, just feeling very, very exhausted, like just spent, you know, kept trying to avoid whatever it was. I believe the the one food that I'm thinking about right now is at Outback State House. They had this like caramel cookie skillet and it came with ice cream on top. And I was like, I'm not going, you know, I know, right? My favorite. I love Outback. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, I'm not going to get that cookie. 
I'm not going to get that cookie. No, like, you know what happens when you eat that cookie and, you know, you have these weight loss goals. So just no, you know, just telling myself no. And then cut to an hour later, I've got the cookie, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have a few bites of the cookie. Well, that didn't work either. You know, I tried throwing the cookie in the trash. Um, but all I could do was think about the cookie, you know? And so a little later on, I actually was going into the trash can and getting the parts of the cookie out that like didn't touch whatever around it. And I, I ate what I could off of it, you know, and, um, that wasn't even my lowest moment. (laughs) I'm sad to say. Um, and it was really just me trying to fill a need that I had because I really had a legitimate need. I needed rest. I needed to relax my my body and my brain. And me getting that cookie was avoiding that. It was like sidestepping that need. And I just wanted to point out, I mean, a lot of us, especially the highly sensitive people that are listening right now, um, we tend to reach out to food for comfort or um, it could be anything. I mean, just uh, social media or, um, I mean, for me, it was food. Um, we get these urges to kind of get away from the pain that we're feeling or uh, to deal with stress. Uh, Rashonda, I know that you have, you know, been through a lot yourself. Um, could you maybe explain how? Um, it started with mindfulness. It started with learning that the urges have a, um, a makeup, you know, and that they were made up of sensations, physical sensations. And why that was the first step is because like, if you look back at that cookie story, what did I do? I just kept telling myself, no, it's like I was trying to just turn my head at against the urge and pretend like it wasn't there versus when I was able to actually turn toward that urge and acknowledge that it was there and allow myself to experience it, that's when my first breakthrough happened. Um, I learned that I could actually get through the urge and I, I didn't have to. It's like I had a third option all of a sudden. It was like before I only had two options, eat the cookie or suffer. <laughs> and I learned that there was a third option and it actually opened the door to more joy in my life. And how much weight did you end up actually losing? Um, I So now at this point I've lost 60 pounds. Um, I lost 28 pounds initially. Um, that's when I first started sort of tackling everything. Um, so I, I lost my weight in stages. So the first 28 pounds came off just by not by stop the yo-yo dieting. Like I stopped dieting basically, um, started eating real food. Um, and basically just changed all my habits. And that's how I lost the first 28 pounds. And then when I really addressed my binge eating, I ended up losing 50 pounds and kept that off for two years. And then in the last like five months, I've taken off another 10 um, by just making other little tiny tweaks here and there. So for you, it, it, the the actual turning point, when was that when you just are like, okay, because a lot of people, they start and then they're, they're just like after a week, they're back to eating mm. 
out of control. But oh my what god, yeah, <laughs> you from actually getting past that hump. I know that it takes what sixty six days to do a a habit. Like mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of willpower. Uh, but that forty pounds I lost was hell. Like I had to make sure I journaled and I kept track of everything I ate and. Mm. and I had people accountable, people would check up on me. So it, it was, I had to put in the work, but for you, like, wh- how did you um, kind of keep yourself on track? Mm, that's a great question. And I totally relate to that. You know, you start something and then a few weeks in, it's just like, you know, for me, it was the binging. You know, I would commit to, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And I I made that, I cannot tell you how many times I made that commitment to myself. And I'm going to not binge. I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, I'm cutting out sugar. I'm cutting out this and that and the other. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I'm binging. I'm eating fast food. You know, I'm going to get ice cream every single night and just literally binging my face off. Like, um, And for me, the turning point came when I made that decision that I was not doing diets anymore. And I think that was so important for so many reasons. It was like, I, I made a decision. I drew the line in the sand. I was like, I'm not doing this for me. It was total misery living that way, you know, constantly trying to control every bite that I was eating. Um, being, I felt so obsessed. I felt like my life was spent in my head thinking about what I was eating or what I was not eating or thinking about what other people are eating that I can't eat. (laughs) And I was, I was like, no, there's got to be a better way. And when I made that decision that I was just not turning back, no matter what, it forced me to address a ton of things. Right. And I want to just point out to my listeners, I mean, a lot of us find us going into something called dieting and dieting to me, it means more like you're being restrictive and dieting never really worked for me to, for my 40 pounds because it's not sustainable. Um, for me to lose weight, I had to, um, be able to be sane and eat some of the foods that I wanted when I wanted, but I would do it in moderation. So I wouldn't eat like out every day and binge. I would eat maybe once, maybe twice a week. I'll, you know, have maybe instead of a whole pizza, I'll have like maybe two slices, you know, and that would be my cheat meal for the week. So there is something there that keeps me from going insane. (laughs) So Roshanda, I know you mentioned something along the lines of dieting up. Um, Can you explain that, what that term means to you? Sure. And um, let me just put out a disclaimer. I am not a registered dietitian. Um, It is important to, you know, check with your medical care provider for your specific needs in any case. Yeah. And this opens a huge can of worms. Um, So the word diet can be taken so many different ways. And there's a whole like anti-diet culture. And I don't really subscribe to that. Um, So what I mean by I stopped dieting was I just let go of unnecessary food restrictions because I, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, where they have unnecessary restrictions. Um, Like I was not eating potatoes because it's a carb, you know, which is 
potatoes are food. They grow in the earth. So why was I cutting out potatoes? And that really speaks to that obsession that I was talking about earlier, where, you know, there's people who they can say, you know what, I'm going to cut out a few calories and I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, start losing weight. And they can even maybe track their calories and they're fine. You know, they don't get in, they don't get triggered by it. They don't get into that obsessive state. But for me and for many people, that is a symptom of something that's going on in their brain. And the, it's the obsession that really is the characteristic that, um, that was the problematic part of that for me is like just becoming so preoccupied with food that I had no life. Like when we look on social media, we see all these like, I don't know, commercials and, you know, ads of people with diets and fad diets and exercise and, you know, all that stuff. To me, there's nothing out there in the world. There's not a single pill. There's not a single program that's going to work for everybody the same way. Um, If you're in a calorie deficit and you eat less and you exercise and you're doing what you're supposed to, to me, that does that is the core way of how I lost weight. I know there's genetic factors and all kinds of stuff, um, food allergies, and you know the what types of food um, you know works best for you as far as fat loss. And I keep it simple. I just eat whole foods that doesn't come in a box and it's like from the ground. And you restrict and have like a cheat meal here and there and you know, you exercise and, and that's, that's the formula for that works for me. But for you, Rashonda, like, is that something that you can agree with? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for asking that. Um, I, I love having these kinds of conversations because it helps you to be able to understand other people's perspectives. And what I, I love about what you said is like, it worked for you and you found what worked for you. And I think that is what everyone really needs to take away from this conversation is know yourself. Um, if you, because if you try something and you try it over and over and over again, and it keeps not working, that is data that is telling you that you need to change something. Um, I think that like for me, when I would think in this way, like, for example, you talked about having cheat meals. Um, I tried that at one point. I tried, um, you know, just allowing myself a cheat meal here and there. But even the thought of having a cheat meal, a quote unquote cheat meal, that for me was problematic because my mindset was that um, I just had this whole mindset and mentality around what it should like feel like to be in a caloric deficit. I was, I felt like I was constantly starving and constantly depriving myself. So if I allowed a cheat meal, that would trigger me. That would end up being, you know, this whole binge. Now today, my mindset is very different and it it's because I'm in recovery. That's how I consider myself is in recovery from binge eating. Now I really, I just pretty much just eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. That's how I eat, (laughs) you know? Um, 
And I have all these habits that support that way of eating because now I know how to cook. I know what feels good to me. You know, I, I eat mostly vegetables and things like that. So that's kind of how I approach it now. I'm, I'm glad you, you made the point that it, whatever works for you. I mean, I can try a certain diet and it might not do anything for me. And the next person might try it and it works wonders for them. There's no cookie cutter approach to this problem, but uh, you had mentioned um, when I spoke to you earlier about relapsing and how do you keep uh, from, you know, let's say you fail, you know, a couple of times you fall off the wagon, you eat something you shouldn't, the bowl of ice cream, whatever. How do you deal with that? Like, do you just say, okay, I screwed up, so I'm just going to continue eating out? Or be like, okay, let me reset, and from tomorrow, I'm going to do 100% clean eating. And and we both know that that does not, (laughs) I mean, you fall off the wagon and then you get back up. But what is your take on relapse? That's actually a really complicated question. Um, I think, like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's relapse in the context of let's just take my term recovery for um the sake of this conversation. And recovery is an event that happened in my life where my paradigm shifted and I understood how my thinking had been so everything before that event um was really uh, obsession, obsessed about my appearance, obsessed about food, trying to control it to the nth degree, etc. If I were to relapse in that context, it, I would handle it much different than a relapse in the context of being in recovery. So if I look at like when I'm in recovery, well, I can't really relapse now because my paradigm shifted. I am now someone who doesn't want to binge eat, you know, I have a new identity. My core has changed. So I can't actually relapse now. Um, And I know that might sound weird, (laughs) but like, even if I were to eat a little bit too much, that's not a relapse. That's just normal. That's just life. Like everybody eats a little bit too much every now and then. I think about like Christmas and Thanksgiving, like it's just kind of part of our society that this happens, but not everybody struggles with that. Not everybody goes into shame about it like I did. And so there is a distinction to be made about relapse, even, you know, in context of recovery versus not recovery. Now, if you're a person who isn't recovered and you struggle with binge eating, have the shame, the guilt, do it over and over and over again, keep promising yourself it's the last time and do it again. Um, then When you have those relapses, the number one thing I would suggest is to move on from it as quickly as possible by not restricting your food, um, trying not to beat yourself up, and I know that's hard, and trying to learn from it. And the not beating yourself up is going to facilitate the curiosity and trying to learn from it. Right. And that's a good point. I mean, if you're hungry, angry, tired, be careful because you're going to, if you are at Outback Steakhouse and you're looking at that, that dessert you're talking about and you're, you're any of those things, most likely you're going to, you're going to, I know I would, I mean, so 
never make a decision when you're tired, angry, you know, or anything, any, you know, emotional because, uh, you know, when I had food in the pantry, I would uh, actually go for it, you know, when I was in a bad mood or hungry. So I always ate throughout the day just to keep me satiated. Um, but I mean, there, there's so many ways, like I said, every person's different and it looks like from your standpoint, you, you did an amazing job. And that's why I brought you on to this uh, podcast. What would you have said to yourself, you know, like in your darkest moments to kind of help you through? Yeah. So if I could go back to myself 20 years ago, I would tell myself to just let go. Stop trying to control everything. Um, you know, there's something bigger going on and it's hard and scary to do, but it was the key to my recovery. Wow. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on this show. Um, I wanted to bring somebody that's been through, you know, what you've been through, because there's so many, you know, highly sensitive people and empaths out there that are battling, you know, uh, food addiction or any type of addiction. Well, there you have it, folks. It can be done. Don't give up. <laughs> and uh, thanks again for being on the show, Rashonda. appreciate it. I just want to thank you again for having me on. And, you know, if you are out there struggling, um, know that it may not feel like it today, but it is possible to, to overcome. Uh, and that does it for this episode. Please uh, go ahead and, if you can, leave a review on Apple iTunes. It really helps me out. And in the meantime, stay tuned for the uh, next episode. And we are out. You're listening to the on-call and